Hey, what's going on guys? Nico here. Welcome to Porch Talk. This is the first episode back. Yes, I've decided to restart this podcast, Porch Talk, solo, dolo. So, no co-host this time. The schedules wouldn't line up. Love you, Marcus. But it's time to uh, do this on my own. Now, the first topic I would love to talk about today is what the four roots of fitness are, or four roots of health and wellness. Now, these are the structures set in place to where you can have a stable foundation to build yourself on. Just think of a regular tree. You can have the biggest tree in the world. If it doesn't have strong roots, it will never survive due to winds, due to any adversity coming at it. Just like a tree, we as people need that good foundation, that good root system of health and wellness to propel ourselves to become the best we can be. So, root number one is going to be happiness. Doing things that allow you to be happy. What is something in your life that when you do, there's peace in the world. There's complete and utter happiness. For me, it's spending time with my son. It's going and and doing things like shooting a bow, doing manly activities like shooting a bow, shooting a gun, going camping, fixing things. These are things that make me personally happy. I love everything about those things in my life. And if we don't have those things to keep us happy, our health will decline very rapidly. You can be the healthiest person in the world, but if you're not mentally happy and mentally stable, you're going to be in a world of hurt down the line just due from chronic illnesses, due from different uh diseases that come out through your life. Root root number two. Root number two is going to be quiet. What do I mean by quiet? It means your sleep. It means your recovery, your relaxation time, things that allow you to sit still, sit in silence so you can recover and and become a better, stronger version of yourself. It's very commonly said, you do not grow inside of the gym, you grow when you rest. So when you work out, you're breaking down that muscle, you're, you're causing damage to the body. And then when you sleep at night, when you're relaxing, Uh, When you're digesting food, those things allow you to to promote recovery, to allow that digestion to happen. So quiet is root number two. Root number three is 100% movement, is movement. Movement is so important, I don't need to tell you why, because a body in motion stays in motion. And a body at rest stays at rest. Uh, there are so many things that can come with movement. That can be yoga. 
that can be mobility, that can be exercise, that can be uh, running and cycling, that could be HIIT training. All of these things are encompassed in movement. And we as people need to learn the balance between every form of movement so we can properly heal our bodies as well as be vital as we go out through our life. You can be the happiest man in the world, but if you don't move enough to allow those toxins to get out of your body, to allow your body to have enough strength to support yourself over time, to increase that immune system, you're going to die. You're in, a, you're in a world full of hurt just the same as if you weren't happy. Root number four. The final root, this is the one of the most important. They're all important. They all make up the foundation of your life. This is also the most controversial as well as the hardest to achieve for the average person. And that's diet. That's your eating habits, your, your lifestyle habits with eating. Now, organic is the way to go, hands down. Nothing is better than organic food. You should be, in a perfect world, you should be eating organic meat. You should be eating organic vegetables. You should be having a wide variety of foods. foods. You shouldn't just be eating four foods over and over again. And learning how to to cook and to understand textures and to really understand the food in itself as opposed to, oh, calories in, calories out. And yes, that is a huge part of diet, of your eating style, of your lifestyle, is do these calories allow, allow my body to be fueled properly? But so is organic food. I feel like organic food should be looked at more than calories. Think of a book. Think of Harry Potter. It's a big book. Everybody knows Harry Potter. It's a huge book. Think of non-organic food as that book with only 10 pages of that book having words. And not only do those 10 pages that have words are in the book only, those 10 pages are scattered throughout the whole entire book. So think of that Harry Potter book. That's a thick book. You can only find 10 pages with words, and they are not consecutive. That's kind of what organic or non-organic food is. It's a book that doesn't give you the full story. And it's hard to understand because you don't get that whole story in 10 pages. No way. You get this part of the story that was on that 10 pages scattered throughout the book. So you're not getting all the information and you have a hard time finding the information as it is. That's what our body's doing when we're, when we're eating that non-organic food. We're trying to figure out what it is. And since it's all scattered, we can barely utilize it. Yes, yes, uh, 
vegetables that are non-organic is better than a chocolate bar. That's 100% true. The vegetables are always better than a chocolate bar. But organic vegetables, think of that Harry Potter book now. Organic vegetables and organic food in general is that Harry Potter book in its entirety. Every page has words. There's no hunting. So our body can read that book and utilize it fully. That's the big difference between organic versus non-organic. And then you get into the non-organic, which is also being sprayed with pesticides, excuse me, pesticides and herbicides, which are killing the bugs on the food. But what we didn't think would happen is it would kill the bugs in our stomach as well, which is causing all of these issues in digestion and skin problems and overall health and wellness. So not only are you getting that book with 10 pages having words scattered throughout the whole book, you're also getting chemicals that are killing the vital bugs in your body that helps you with digestion and and uh, in the immune system. Diet is the most controversial one here. It is the hardest to achieve by far because of just the mental state around food in general. And, and it's one of our most important foundations in the practice that I'm learning and continuing to, uh, to grow upon. So let's recap we have happiness, we have quiet, we have movement, and we have diet. These four things, without these in check, without these things in order the way it should be, there's going to be problems down the road. It doesn't matter if it's next week, it doesn't matter if it's next year, problems will occur. Now, in a perfect world, we'll have enough time to do what makes us happy. We'll get enough rest. We'll go to sleep when we have to, wake up when we have to, and we'll be well-rested, well-recovered. We'll move the way we need to move, so we'll be strong and we'll be vital, and we'll eat what we need to eat to fuel our body to be the best it can be. Now this is really what these four roots are. It's to make you the best version of yourself. And as we go through the podcasts, I'll talk more in depth about each of these things. But since this is just the intro episode, I would love to uh, do a new thing that I'd like to do at the end of each of my episodes. I know it's a short episode. That's okay. Intro episode is definitely not supposed to be crazy long. But at the end of each episode, I would love to answer some questions. And these questions come from some of my clients in my group training class. It comes from online from my personal private Facebook group or just general for, from uh, my friends and family. I'm going to answer about three or four and then uh, We'll wrap it up. So question number 
one from my girl Karen how often should you exercise now this is a pretty general question and it really does depend on the person I'll give you a couple different answers it depends on what your goals are if you just want to be healthy three days a week would be perfectly fine and you can structure that around a mixture between full body workouts and some uh, hit slash aerobic training and that would be amazing for your overall health and wellness now if you're an athlete you need to be training five or six days a week uh, of course that would be dedicated to uh, some days being like an active recovery day some of those days being explosion endurance day some of those being gym and weightlifting or a mixture of all three or yeah all three throughout the whole week and that's completely dependent on if you're an athlete if you're a bodybuilder five or six days a week some nice heavy and uh, consistent weight training would be ideal five six six days a week with maybe some aerobic training or hit training towards the uh, show that, that would always help or if you are a uh, trainer you need to do what you have to do days wise five six seven five or six would be optimal similar to a bodybuilding style of training to have a good physique to show that hey if if I can do it I can teach you how to do it in the most sustainable way possible all of these things have their own length of time that you could sustain if you're living a healthy lifestyle that can be sustained your entire life if you're an athlete that's a lot of impact that's a lot of intensity you won't be able to do that your whole life and there are athletes out there that are saying oh I'm gonna be in the game forever or uh, some of my friends and that training just can't keep up all that impact and all that explosion consistently can lead to a lot of injuries so we gotta make sure to balance it all and then the the bodybuilder that can last for a long time especially with uh, steroids being heavy in the bodybuilding community that helps a lot lastly trainer uh, me as me personally I do I exercise for my health and wellness I don't really exercise for a particular goal and I can keep this up for the rest of my life because I'm not tied down to anything I don't have a specific label thank you Karen for that question I appreciate it next question is gonna be from Jeff how would you implement activity level and healthy living with your children now for this I would just say first thing that comes to mind lead by example um, if you didn't know I'm a father myself I have a three-year-old son he is the love of my life and he sees me going to the gym all the time I take him to uh, the personal gym that I work at and he runs around and plays while he sees me working out and he's already starting to ask me to help him do pull-ups and to uh, do some push-ups with him 
if you if you really do lead wholeheartedly by example your kids are going to notice and they're going to they're going to want to be a part of that now you don't want to shove it down their throats you don't need to be like oh you need to exercise an hour a day or else you're going to get in trouble and you're going to get the tablet taken away cuz that builds a bad relationship with exercise and it could make them resent you uh, another way to to implement healthy living get them into sports any sort of sport that involves uh, activity which there's not really a sport that doesn't involve activity so that's an awesome way to do it as well that also teaches them how to work as a team uh, taking criticism and building upon criticism as well as to push yourself uh, to a higher version of you. Thank you, Jeff. I really do appreciate that one. That was an awesome one. Next question is from Tara. This is question number three. Should you do cardio or exercise first? Now, this is a phenomenal question. I haven't got this question much, and this is such an important question. The answer is, is it depends. Now, you're going to hear me say it depends on a lot of these things, but then I'll go into more detail because it really does depend on your goal. If your goal is to increase your cardiovascular ability and be able to run longer and you're, you're training for a competition, but you know that exercise can help with that, do the cardio first because your body prioritizes what you do first. So say you're an athlete, if you're going to if you're going to do something first, do that explosion training first because your body is going to you uh prioritize that as the higher import or make that the higher importance in regards to uh growing. Now, if you're a bodybuilder, and you are really focused on your aesthetics, exercising first is going to be the better option because when you exercise first, it allows you to uh, preserve that muscle mass better than if you were to do cardio. Because when you do cardio, you're telling your body, hey, I need to get more efficient at running or at cycling or whatever your choice may be. So the first thing to do go is weight. And muscle weighs more than fat. So the first thing that's going to get cut from there is the muscle because it weighs more because you're trying to be more efficient. Now when you exercise first, your body's like, I need to get stronger. So that signal's not going to be lose muscle. It's going to be gain muscle. And uh, for the general health and wellness person, I would do, I would do uh, exercise first. Heart health is amazing, but muscle mass is an insurance policy on your uh, metabolism. When you exercise and build muscle, that muscle burns more energy just sitting where you're at, which means your metabolism increases as you get muscle. And the last thing you want to do is destroy that muscle because cardio will break down that muscle to get more efficient at running. That is an awesome question, Tara. Thank you so much.
Alrighty, the last question today is going to be from Chris. What exercises should you start with after childbirth and when should you start? Now, when and when you should start and what you should do depends on if you were exercising before and when your doctor allows you to start exercising. Always go with the doctor's point of view. Um, if you can exercise before, but that means you have a risk of a higher risk of injury, so I would not recommend it. I would recommend starting when your doctor allows you to start. The first thing I personally would do if women, if the woman has not exercised beforehand, was would be work on reconnecting to that core. So being able to uh, do a stomach vacuum to be able to suck in that stomach, to be able to feel the core in a core exercise such as a dead bug or even a quadruped if that's how far down we have to regress that's perfectly fine but just being able to activate and utilize that core again because when you're pregnant your stomach expands and when your stomach expands that core that transverse abdominus which is the weight belt the natural weight belt on your body that's underneath the abs those atrophy and when those atrophy, you are less connected, which can, which can cause lower back pain and, uh, and that little sagginess to your stomach. So being able to reconnect to that core is the first place I'd go. And then some uh, general full body training as well once we get connected to that core. Thank you so much, Chris. Now, that is the show today. Thank you so, so much for coming and hanging out with me. Um, let me know what you thought. Leave a rating and review on iTunes. It goes a long way. Um, tell me what I did right. Tell me what I did wrong. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. Um, I love you all. I will see you soon.